trigger warning for this podcast may contain explicit material like every other episode we've ever done What's up, all my nerdy nostalgians? Welcome back to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. In this episode, you're going to find me, Urban, doing a solo episode and talking Disney. We're giving you some nerd news and talking about their big announcements, all the updates that they gave, and some of the big bombs that they dropped. Big, big day for Disney. Guys, please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star Follow us on social media, nerd.nostalgia.podcast. Tell your friends, family, friends about it. All right, y'all know the drill. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. I'm Miho Nishizumi, and this is Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. And thanks for stopping by, Panzer Vore. Oh, and fuck you, Brian, with an I. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, listener. Thanks for joining me today. I am not going to lie to you. I'm going to be up front. I fell behind schedule, and so we had to do this episode instead of the one that was supposed to air, which is also about Disney. In that episode, we actually are going to talk with, with Stephanie Howard from Traveling Ears. Stephanie is an expert at Disney vacations she's able to get you all set up on that but sadly i was not able to get that episode uploaded for you guys so instead we're doing something else kind of disney related because i still wanted to deliver this stuff over to you guys we're talking investor day disney investor day holy fuck man between star wars and marvel there's so much to cover i'm going to try to do this at a high level for those that aren't aware of what Disney Investor Day is. I'll go over it real quick and then I'll just kind of summarize it because it's kind of a lot of information. Okay, and this is going to be coming directly from their web website. It's a forward-looking statement. Information in this presentation, including financial estimates and statements such as those regarding expected results, growth, profitability, losses, expenses, and performance metrics, expectations about general markets, markets we may serve, and our potential consumers or subscribers, including size, growth, composition, geography, consumption, and information. Statements regarding the future of our offerings, including our direct-to-consumer offerings, including content, launch dates, and timing, availability, investment, and expense pricing, technical performance and capabilities, advertising, marketing, and other expectations, and plans regarding our products. And then a bunch of other bullshit. That's kind of the big bulk that I wanted to catch right there. So it's essentially a day where they, they basically talk to their investors about what's to come, what to expect, their profitability, marketing strategies, and things along that nature. But that's not what we fucking care about. We are here for premiere dates, release dates, what's coming out, what to expect next. So let's jump into that. And before we do get into everything that's popping, let's talk about some of their numbers. Walt Disney Company has now surpassed 137 million paid subscriptions across its direct-to-consumer services, basically shattering any previous guidance that they had. Now, their increase to paid subscriptions target is to be at 300 to 350 million by 2024. Again, the streaming wars are really fucking ramping up, and Disney is there, man. They're, they're in the fight with everything that they have in store. I think they have a big shot. I'm actually, I think the three contenders are going to end up being Netflix, HBO Max, 
and Disney, especially with everything that Disney's coming out with. So I'm curious to see how uh, how it's going to end up going and working out. One of the big things that they did announce as well is that they're going to start to launch and select overseas markets starting in February of 2021. And it's going to be like basically a fully integrated part of Disney+. Plus. They're going to have its own brand title, a wide range, a wide range of general entertainment from the company's uh, you know renowned television and film studios that'll pretty much double up the content catalog for them. So that's a big move on their part. So... You know, they've hit the U.S. market and a couple other ones. Now they're going to really expand. So I think that's really going to help them catch up to the big hitters like Netflix and HBO Max to an extent. I still think they're they're in it. It's They have fucking great content. If you haven't gone on to HBO Max, I highly recommend it. Let's start with the Disney Studios, um, Walt Disney Animation Studios. Let's let's start with Walt Disney Animation Studios. Let's start with the stuff that's you know kind of important if you have kids, probably more so. Uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios made several announcements on Investor Day, highlighting a few upcoming feature films and Kent Encanto. Is, uh, is going to be a new one. I believe that's a story based on Colombian, a kid, a Colombian kid. It's a story about that. I can't remember the specifics about it, but I know that's coming up. Raya and the Last Dragon. It's going to debut both uh, simultaneously on Disney Plus premiere access and in theaters in March 2021. So while HBO Max is like, nope, giving it to you for free. Disney Plus is still like, hey, man, you got to pay us a little, little bit of money, which I think might be the better way. Um, but I think HBO Max at this point is just trying to catch up and get more subscriptions. But I digress. We're here for Disney. Marking the first animated series since produced by WDAS, the studio also revealed that the new series for Disney Plus, including Baymax, Zootopia Plus, Tyana, and Moana, the series, as well as, I can't pronounce this, but I think it's Iwaju which uh, will be produced in collaboration with the Pan-African comic book entertainment company, Kugali. Now moving on to Pixar Animation Studios. Pixar Animation Studios also revealed some stuff, one of the things being the series Win or Lose, which debuts exclusively on Disney Plus in the fall of 2023. So that's a few years away. The two branded new feature films slated for the theaters in 2022, Academy Award-winning director Domi Shi's Turning Red and Lightyear, the definitive origin story of the hero that inspired the toy. Chris Evans is supposed to voice the hero on this journey of becoming the most famous space ranger ever. Now slated for the theaters next summer is going to be the original film, Luca. Ah, man, I wish I remembered what that was. Look it up. It looked interesting. Animated. If you have kids, probably something that you want to check out. 
Additional details were shared about new Disney Plus series, including Inside Pixar, Pixar Popcorn, Doug Days, and Cars. That's a big one. As well as the upcoming feature film Soul and Short Burrow, Burro, both debuting on Disney Plus on December 25th, 2020. So a couple of weeks away. That's right around the corner. And speaking of being right around the corner, I kind of want to do this real quick, knock out some of the stuff because I know people will have questions about when things are going to premiere. So I do this on my Instagram. If you don't follow us, it's nerd.nostalgia.podcast. We always on our descriptions put what date movies, TV shows are coming out that may, you know, maybe nerdy, that maybe you like, that type of stuff. So I'm going to go with a couple recent ones. 1030, The Mandalorian Season 2 came out. 1116, His Dark Material Season 2 on HBO Max came out. On 1218, we have Coming to America. On 12.18, we have Monster Hunter by Sony and Capcom. 12.23, The Croods 2, 20th Century Animation. 12.25, here's a big one. Wonder Woman 1984, debuting both on HBO Max and in theaters. That's a big thing, so if you don't have HBO Max, get it. Again, not sponsored by them, but if you hear us, HBO Max, holla at your boy. 20.21, we have 1.15, WandaVision debuting on Disney Plus. On 115, we have Mortal Kombat debuting on HBO Max and in theaters. On February 12th, The Kingsman. On 0305, Ghostbusters by Sony. 0305, we have Tom and Jerry on HBO Max. 0312, we have The Many Saints of Newark on HBO Max. 0312, Rhea and the Last Dragon. That's a Disney production. 0319, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Disney+. Plus. 0319, Morbius, Sony Spider-Verse movie. 0402, No Time to Die, 007. 0409, Bob's Burgers, the movie. That's a Fox thing. 0423, A Quiet Place 2 by Paramount. 05... Question mark, question mark, Loki Disney Plus. They haven't really said what day that's going to come out yet. I imagine sometime in May is what they said. 0507 Black Widow, finally, maybe, who fucking knows. 0514 Rumble by Paramount. 0521 Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. 0521 Godzilla vs. Kong debuting on HBO Max and simultaneously across theaters. 0528 F9 The Fast Saga. 0528 Cruella on Disney. 0604, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, HBO Max, debuting there. 0611, Ghostbusters, Afterlife. 0625, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Sony Marvel production. 0702, we have Top Gun, Maverick. 0702, we have Minions, The Rise of Gru. 0709, Shang-Chi and the The Legend of the Ten Rings. 0716, we have Uncharted. 0716, we have Space Jam, A New Legacy on HBO Max. 0730, we have Jungle Cruise by Disney. 0806, we have The Suicide Squad, HBO Max, DC production. So it's debuting on HBO Max. 0820, we have The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Super long title with Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, and Selma Hayek, I think. 0903, Jackass. They're going one more time. These fucking crazies. I'm probably going to watch that. 01001 Dune on HBO Max. That's a big one that I'm super excited to watch. The Addams Family 2 is coming out on 10-8. On 010, or 010. On 10-15, we have Halloween Kills. On 10-22, Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe Origins. On 11-5, Eternals. That's a Marvel movie. On 11-19, Mission Impossible 7. On... 
11.19, we have King Richard on HBO Max. On 11.26, we have Encanto on Disney. On 12.17, we have Spider-Man 3. On 12.24, we have The Matrix 4. That's an HBO Max WB production. And we also have Sherlock Holmes 3 debuting on 12.24. Now, we have some 2022 stuff and 2023, but we're not going to worry about that. We're worried about this stuff coming up right now. Reason I went over that is because some of the stuff that I'm going to go over here that they announced on Investor Day at Disney is going to kind of coincide. So if you need it, go back, listen to those dates or go to our social media, like I said, and you can look it up there as well. I'm going to be all over the place. It's going to be, you know, out of order, you know, as far as they, how they debut it, but whatever. Um, We have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I'm pretty fucking excited for this because I think they're poking fun at Star Wars holiday special, which is on Disney Plus. If you've never seen it, it is one of the worst things ever made back in the day with Star Wars. Uh, Anyways, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. James Gunn is back to write and direct. The original special is coming to Disney Plus in 2022. Sticking with the Guardians theme, I am Groot. Baby Groot is going to star in a series of shorts on Disney Plus featuring several new and unusual characters. I Am Groot, an original series from Marvel Studios, is coming to Disney Plus. No real date yet. I'm sure more information will come as it flows. This is a big one. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Peyton Reed is back to direct the third Ant-Man film. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Paul Rudd. Evangeline Lilly. Michael Douglas. And Michelle Pfeiffer. All returning along with Catherine Newton joining the cast as Cassie Lang and Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Pause, motherfuckers. That's two big debuts right there. More than likely what's going to happen in this film is that Cassie Lang is going to end up taking the new Wasp role or the new Ant-Man. I don't know. Uh, Somehow she's going to follow in her father's footsteps, obviously. So Marvel premiere... 47 has the debut of Cassie Lang and also Scott Lang wearing the old Ant-Man stuff. So big uh, comic book. We'll be on the lookout for that. You can find it anywhere from $40 to $60, somewhere around there. Maybe a little bit more for the higher grades, but could be worth holding on to and maybe grabbing a couple copies. And then you have another big announcement with Kang the Conqueror. Holy shit. All right. That's kind of a big deal. We'll see where uh, where that takes us. The actor that's uh, going to be him, uh, what's his name? Jonathan Majors. He was from, what was that show on HBO Max? It was Lovecraft Country. He was Atticus or the uh, the main guy in that, the main protagonist. So super, he did a great job, by the way. So very excited for him to get that role. Super interesting that that he got it though. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Trucking along with the big fucking announcements, we have Secret Invasion. Yes, there is a Secret Invasion in comic books. There's one through eight. Go check that out. Disney, aka Marvel, announced that Samuel L. Jackson is back as the boy Nick Fury. Motherfucker, what? I'm tired of motherfucking Samuel L. Jackson on this motherfucking... No, I'm not tired of motherfucking Samuel L. Jackson. Do it. Do it all, all, all fucking day. Keep him. I love him. Him and Ben... Mendelssohn as Scroll Talos in Marvel Studios original series Secret Invasion coming to Disney Plus. No more info on that, but pretty fucking excited for it. You could still get those uh, Secret Invasion books for relatively cheap for the set. Um, so that's something to be on the lookout for if you are a comic book collector and or seller. You can get it probably for 30 to 40 bucks. So be on the lookout. eBay, Mercari, your local LCS, whatever. 
Instagram, follow my boy Gazer Collects. He also has them, Selling Nerd Nostalgia. We have some comics there as well. All right, next up, another announcement, kind of something that everybody knew was coming. And so for all the people that were hyped about this, coming soon to Disney+, Plus, Dominique Thorne is the genius inventor Riri Williams in Ironheart, an original series about the creator of the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. All my comic people know she is a African-American girl, a black girl that basically is super smart, super genius, creates her own armor, just like Iron Man takes on that Iron Man mantle as Ironheart. So pretty fucking stoked for that one. Another one that came out of nowhere for me was going to be Armor Wars. Don Cheadle returning as James Rhodes, aka The War Machine or War Machine in Armor Wars. It's going to be an original series coming to Disney+. Plus. It's a classic Marvel story. It's about basically Tony Stark's worst fears coming true and kind of what happens when his tech falls into the wrong hands. And guess what? I'm pretty sure that his fucking former best friend is going to have to make up for it and find a way to battle it and, you know, kind of make up for the sins of his best friend. Now, I just talked about Riri. I talked about Ironheart. I think think that's going to play a part there. Those two are going to kind of coincide because as much as I love War Machine cool character, you know, uh, Tony, Tony's where it's at, man. Iron Man was the, uh, was the original. And I think he just has a better grasp. I don't know. Smarter people. I don't know. Not saying that Rhodes is that Rhodey isn't, uh, isn't smart, but I, I think he needs, he needs something else. So, and for the future of the franchise and that kind of stuff, I think they want Iron Heart to kind of lead and play a major role. So we'll see how that goes. Another Marvel series that's coming out that I'm super excited about that again not throwing a lot of people off everybody was expecting it is the what if series so what if is basically an original series from Marvel Studios that's coming in the summer of 2021 to Disney plus it's going to be animated and so the premise of this they have a series of comic books that are about this what if Venom suit or the Venom symbiote took over Punisher instead of Spider-Man What if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? What if the Punisher killed Spider-Man? A bunch of different things like that. It's the Watcher who basically narrates these other timelines that exist. And it's really fucking cool because it's basically like an alternate reality. So the ones that they previewed, you see Peggy Carter becomes the Captain America or I guess Captain Britain. I don't know what you would call her at that point. But she becomes that super soldier that Steve Rogers was supposed to be. So she's kind of a She-Hulkish character. She's yoked. A lot of the scenes are similar. So, and you know, they do a couple other things as well, like Howard finding his suit before his son does. And I guess they would get married. I don't know. I'm curious to see how they do that whole dynamic, but that's going to be an animated series. I love alternate realities, alternate universes, that kind of stuff. Next up is going to be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This is already something that we knew was coming out. Production has officially wrapped. I've announced that before on this page or on this channel, rather. The movie will be released in theaters on July 9th, 2021. Super stoked for this. This is basically not to be racist or anything like that. It's going to be Marvel's version of Bruce Lee, essentially, with their own lore and adventures kind of thrown in there. Another Marvel production that's going to happen that we have already talked about before that we knew was going to happen is Miss Marvel. On this channel, we've discussed that Iman Vellani will portray Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel, the original series that's going to come to Disney Plus 
from the Marvel Studios, and it's set to come in late 2021 to Disney+. Plus. Super curious how they're going to do, because that character is so comic book comic book-y. I don't know, that's not a word, but it fucking is now. I'm, I'm, it's like super stretch powers. I'm going to be curious to see how they convert that over to make it look less comic book-y, if you will. Continuing on with the Disney Plus series, we have Hawkeye. It's going to be an original Avenger. Jeremy Renner, a.k.a. Hawkeye, is going to be returning and he's going to be teaming, teaming up with Kate Bishop, played by Haley Steinfeld. Fun fact, our first ever post was over a year ago in like September or I don't know, maybe a little bit before then or right around then. And it was about a rumor of Marvel pursuing Haley Steinfeld for the role of Kate Bishop. And up until recently, I would say a few months back, we were like, no, it's pretty much a done deal. And then about a month ago... It was a confirmed done deal. Now you can look up Kate Bishop, which becomes the new Hawkeye. You can look up uh, some of her scenes and her in, her first look at her outfit. So I'm uh, super excited for that. I think that's going to be good. It was great casting. I think she's going to crush it. Great little actress. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Next up, speaking of girl power, great actresses, She-Hulk. She-Hulk is set to arrive in the MCU, played by Tatiana Maslany. She's going to portray old Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. the She-Hulk. And Tim Roth, this is a big deal, is set to return as the Abomination and Hulk himself, Mr. Bruce Banner, a.k.a. Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo are going to... Mark Ruffy? No, Mark Ruffalo will be appearing in the series. Only makes sense that the OG Hulk is going to do that. I'm, I'm curious if Abomination is going to play a big factor and then since Hulk, you know, kind of fucked up his arm during... Endgame, if he's going to need some assistance and if She-Hulk is going to be the person to give him that assistance and then if they're going to pass on that mantle, if you will, to to her, if she's going to be basically the new Hulk of the next set of Avengers. From there, we have Moon Knight. He's going to be, it's an original series about a complex vigilante that's going to debut on Disney+. Plus. From what I remember about Moon Knight, super cool character. If you've never seen what he looks like, it's a super cool rendition of this character. Very cool. But I believe he has schizophrenia and so multiple personality disorder. So that's something that he struggles with. And yeah, it's kind of like a Batman schizophrenia, but white essentially. And when I say white, I don't mean white ethnicity, even though it's not an ethnicity, but white suit. Switching gears to the big screen, we have Thor Love and Thunder. The big announcement here that your boy called off the rip a long time ago. Christian Bale has joined the cast of Thor Love and Thunder and is going to be playing the villain Gore in theaters May 6, 2022. Sadly, we have two years for that to come out, but I'm super excited. Christian Bale, just one of the best actors ever to, I think, act. He's he's just absolutely phenomenal. I'm curious how fucking jacked he had to get for this role, because if you know, Gore the God Butcher is fucking jacked. So uh, yeah, super excited for that. I called it here. I thought I knew he would become a villain. So people didn't always associate him as Batman or as that one type of role and didn't typecast him. And again, I announced it on this channel that that was going to be the case. But I wasn't sure if it was going to be Gore the God Butcher or a few other people that I had mentioned. But I'm happy that it's Gore the God Butcher. I know I keep saying it. But yeah, happy, excited for that. Again, Christian Bale is awesome, phenomenal. Super excited, super stoked for him to take on that role. Moving on... Speaking of things that are fucking amazing and cool, Fantastic Four. John Watts, who directed the previous two Spider-Man movies, will direct the new feature film for Marvel's first family. 
the Fantastic Four. No castings or anything have been made yet, but the two big people that I'm almost fucking certain they're going to cast are going to be, and I'm going to butcher his name, but John Krasinski from The Office and a bunch of other shit that's really cool, and his wife Emily Blunt, the British actress. We both know them from A Quiet Place. We know them We know them from a lot of shit. Emily Blunt is a phenomenal actress. They both are really, really good actors, and I think having them play and portray those characters would be phenomenal. Their chemistry would automatically be there as a couple. We know that John Krasinski is perfect at playing that kind of nerdy, geeky role, shy, you know, that that was his role in The Office, so I think I think he would nail it as well. Moving forward on to something that is really making me curious whenever they announced it. I, I didn't know how to how to really receive this. But uh, Black Panther 2. I we knew they were gonna move forward with the movie, but uh, they did announce that Chadwick Bozeman's role will not be recast. Black Panther will hit theaters on July 8th, 2022. Now, does that mean Shuri's going to get the main mantle and become the Black Panther? Are they going to, you know, somehow revive Michael B. Jordan, use a different version of Michael B. Jordan that he becomes the Black Panther in a different timeline? Um, I'd, I'd be curious. They they have a lot of options. Um, you know, very sad that Chadwick Boseman, you know, may he rest in power, may he rest in peace passed away and, and they have to go through this, but uh, very curious. And I hope and I pray that they, you know, the first literally 30 seconds of that movie is nothing but Black Panther, Jack Chadwick Boseman scenes. Um, I think that will hit the people in the fields. And then from there, you'll have them lured into the movie and uh, and really committed to it. And I think, you know, it has, has the potential for being very successful just based off of that and controlling the emotions of the people, of the fans. A movie that I'm not truly excited. Oh, sorry, sorry. We're shifting gears. Gears here. A movie that I'm not too awfully excited about because I don't really care about this character. Um, Brie Larson returns as Carol Danvers in Captain Marvel 2. Going to be directed by Naya DaCosta. Joining the cast are recently announced Miss Marvel, Iman Vellani, and Monica Rambeau, played by WandaVision's Teyana Paris. Captain Marvel 2 flies into theaters November 11th, 2022. Maybe if they get some better support, uh, I'll be interested in this movie, but Captain Marvel 1 just didn't do it for me. It wasn't a bad movie, but it just kind of like, for me, it falls into that lower tier status. It it really tried to shove the girl power theme down your throat when it didn't have to. I'm always, and I've always said this, Black Widow's a badass fucking character. And, it, you know, Marvel's never been like, hey, she's a badass character. Valkyrie from Thor Love and Thunder, another badass character. At no point where they're like, hey, girl power, like shove it down my throat. So I think that's where Captain Marvel fucked up. Hopefully they they take away from that and give me some scenes with Captain Marvel just being a complete badass and removing that uh, that girl power theme. But I digress. Um, you know, it's still a, a mid-tier movie for me. Never, never really caught my interest. But anyways, uh, shifting back over to Disney Plus, a couple things that are right around the corner. We have... The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Marvel Studios, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, an original series, is going to start streaming March 19th on Disney+. Plus. Huge. With uh, COVID-19, everything has been delayed, and you know now they've started to reshoot and kind of get things uh, ramped up again. Production has started, and so I'm excited to see that this is going to happen. I'm, I'm excited for this bromance, this bro show that I think is going to happen, and uh, really, you know, having... 
Sam take on that that cap role. So I'm curious. We'll see. We'll see how it goes because you know at the end he got that shield, and I think that's going to be a big dynamic of uh, of it. Um, I think U.S. Agent is in this show, if I'm not mistaken, as is uh, the Baron from one of the previous Marvel movies, Civil War, maybe I want to say. Finally, we have Loki. The original series is set to debut in May of 2021. The previews for this look incredible. Tom Hiddleston, one of my favorite characters. Um, I'm so I was sad when they killed him off, but happy that he's getting his own little spin here. And I'm curious to see what ends up happening. I can't remember, but there is a series where he becomes worthy of Mjolnir, and I want to say that this is what's going to end up ultimately happening. And so it's going to switch him from being an antagonist, uh, kind of that anti-hero and switching him into a protagonist, into a hero type of role. Because as we know, he does have that good in him. But if there's a reality where Thor doesn't exist, then possibly he becomes uh, worthy of Mjolnir. So we'll see. So many possibilities, so many options out there. Guys, that is pretty much it. Um, That's only half of what I wanted to discuss. I may end up dropping the second half on Thursday and discussing all things Star Wars. Maybe I can convince the guys to uh, to hop on a quick session with me and do a trio episode since they are more of the Star Wars kind of aficionados, especially Brian. So that's pretty much going to do it, guys. Thank you all for joining me today. We're going to go over the Star Wars stuff. That's going to be on deck Uh, Also, we have that Disney episode with Stephanie Howard from Traveling Ears Vacations coming up. That's going to be a big one. I'm excited for that one because she's an expert at it. And so it was a lot of fun that we had that night. Uh, interviewing her. So yeah, that's pretty pretty much it, guys. As always, head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star, tell your friends, family, girlfriend, boyfriends, steal their phones. We are coming up on 24 or 2,500 followers on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. We're so happy, so excited for that. And because of that, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So also be on the lookout for that. Follow us on our social media page, nerd.nostalgia.podcast. All right, guys, that's it. Remember, stay nerdy, my friends.